This is Localization Today, a podcast from Multilingual Media, covering the most relevant daily news in the language industry. Welcome back to the booth. Here with uh, Brian Murphy, CEO of Smartling, since almost two years now, I think. Almost two years. Almost two years. How has it been? Uh, It's been great. It's been a tremendous learning experience. Um, uh, It's been... I feel like now I'm starting to get a grasp on this industry. Um, you know, I would say that uh, you know the people are great. It's really fun. People really have passion for the work, which really makes it enjoyable. And you know, I think we're getting to the point where uh, we're now beginning to accelerate our journey to help our, our customers improve quality, cost, and speed. Yeah. So helping customers improve confidence, quality, and speed. Is that what you uh, said? Quality. Quality. Yes. Yes, as most other companies utilizing, you're leveraging AI. You seem like, as Smartling, you're trying to also create a sort of frontiersmanship in AI. Is that a good, uh, is that a good perception? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, one of the reasons I, I joined the company was I recognized that the team had really been, I think we're really leaders in machine learning and the beginnings of AI. And then the real accelerator was... Gen AI. And by the way, I, I'm, I'm going to propose that we actually have a drinking game for, at Next Lope World. Every time someone says the word Gen AI, we all have to do a shot. <laughs> right? And I think that would be. I think that might be the next uh, step okay. for us. But um, or, or we get the dollar box, and you have to put a dollar yeah, in, play, and the yeah. A goes to Clear Global or something. Yeah, instead of the swear bucket. Um, no, our. I feel like our job is to superpower translators, right? So we've been tracking the efficiency, the productivity of, of translators. We've been able to triple their efficiency in the past 12 months. In other words, they're, produce, they're able to produce 3x more than they were. And that's largely um, based on what we call language AI, which is this combination of our neural machine translation hub and then combined with large language models. And that's been the big breakthrough for us. So. Um, a large language model, right, take uh, GPT for example, is, is not great at doing translations. It's not better than any of the major machine translations. In fact, it's slightly worse. But what it's very, very good at doing through prompt engineering is improving quality. And that's, that's the, the way we've combined those. It's what's really enabled our translators to really improve their productivity so they can focus more on the things that matter and less on sort of like the daily grind of translating. Yeah, and it's interesting that you do mention quality because a lot of people are wondering, you can improve speed and uh, quantity, but how does it have an effect on on language quality? So how, how do you make sure that it matches what customers might be used to? So that's a great question. One of the things you have to understand about me is actually I actually came from the automotive industry, making things, and we used to make millions of things a day. And one of the things I learned while doing that in the plants was that quality was paramount, right? And we measured quality in the parts per million. Like, you could only allow 15 bad parts per million parts. And so in this business, I think about it similarly in a way. We make words, right? We make billions of words per year. And so I got frustrated when I came into the industry uh, early that people would always talk about quality. But then when you start talking about, well, how do you measure quality? And it was blue and common, care, all these things. And I'm like, time out. I want a standard, I want a standard of quality that we can adhere to, and it's got to be rigorous enough. And I want that, I want to be measuring quality in process, and then I want to have the ability to audit so that we know that in process we're producing good quality. And then we can audit that at the end of the day and have, uh, you know, basically provide, in effect, a dashboard for our customers to say, 
hey, our quality score is this, you know, and share that with their executives or with the GM of France who complains that the quality of translation is poor. Right. And, and what does that mean for where the human in the loop sits in that process, or are you trying to cut the human out completely? No, that's, that's actually a great question. Same, same thing, once again, going back to this manufacturing analogy, that's the, that's the tool that the human uses to, to monitor their own quality output, in a way. So we're, we've settled on MQM as our framework. I like that because it's qualitative and it's quantitative, and it's, I think, accepted in the industry. Um, and so in process, we have machine learning and AI that's generating this quality score in real time so that the translator has a sense of what's, what, what kind of quality is coming at them and what type of quality they're producing and whether or not they re need to reassess. And then, use, and then at the end of the day, using MQM, once again, as a dashboard. And then interestingly enough, one of the things that we're doing is using MQM feedback to train the AI. I like that. And another thing that I liked yesterday in a conversation with Dave Ruan is that he described um, AI in localization as the new engine, right? And since you're from automotive, I kind of want to ask, how does that resonate with you? Do you see it as it just we're just replacing the engine or do we need to also recreate the body around it, the chassis and the, and the auto body, so to speak? Yeah, it's a whole, it's a, it is a, a whole process overhaul, right? So we're fortunate to have uh, you know, a cloud-based service workflow management, all of that, and onto that, onto that workflow management, we're we're building in this AI capability, not only to help uh, linguists uh, folk do their best work, but also to monitor quality and to assist, you know, to super superpower the translators. I, I think that ultimately, you know, if you think about like, okay, a translator without technology might be able to do 2,000 words a day. Now maybe they're doing 6,000 words a day. How many words will they be able to do, right? And I think, I think that we're going to see some really rapid acceleration of that. And by the way, and so just to point this out, I don't think that means we're putting translators out of work. Yeah. If I, I come from like a cloud services industry or cloud storage, so I think about, I, I want to bring that price, you know, that I want to be able to bring that efficiency up so that we can give customers competitive advantage in terms of, and giving them the ability to translate maximum content, right? So my background of, you know, you know, I spent four years working for eBay, one of the largest e-commerce companies in the world, platforms, and we thought constantly about conversion rate and digital footprint. Those are the two big levers to drive business. And so what I see our ability to do is help our customers do both of those things, right? By maximizing quality translation in market localization, we're going to be able to help them maximize their digital footprint, which is a competitive advantage, and increase conversion rate through customer experience. Yeah, okay. And uh, aside from the, the main topics that we've been talking about in the industry for the last, well, 12 months, I would say, which is that generative AI and speed, quality, uh, how it's going to affect translators, what do you feel has taken as in terms of development of the industry, what has taken a backseat to that debate that you think is important to keep highlighting as well uh, that's going to help the industry move forward? Let's see, what, is gonna, what has taken a backseat to those conversations? Um, 
That's a good question. I, you know, it's like one of those, I, I, can't, I can't really honestly think of something that's taken a backseat because we know that if I think about fundamentally, like integration automation is always super important, right? The ability to have translation part of our customers' platforms. Workflow management is super important. And um, the customer experience, right? Making sure everything is working and improving the lives of our translators, project managers is always super important. So it's kind of like, I don't think it's taken away from anything. It's probably been additive. We've had to, you know, really focus in on develop this capability. Well, thank you for that answer. It's very good. Um, closing question: What has been for you uh, the best takeaway from Look World? I don't know if you've attended many of the sessions, even though I should have been able to notice because your booth is right there across the way. But uh, what's your main takeaway, and and what are you excited to get to work on as soon as you get back to the office? I think, I think we've been having some really great conversations with customers. I think that's been a lot of fun. Um, I think that you know there's obviously a very strong interest in Gen AI. Sorry, I have to do a shot. And so what I'm excited about is I, I feel like our team has really led the way on that. We've got, and we've got a lot of great things to talk to our, our customers about them to help them improve. I think, it's a tough, I think it's a tough business environment. I think that everyone's under pressure to do more with less. And this is one of the ways that, that we're going to be able to help our customers do that. Well, thank you. I look forward to keeping an eye on the content that you put out because I know that SmartLink does a lot of thought leadership. Uh, so we'll keep an eye out for that and, and thank you for coming. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's great talking with you. Thank you for listening to Localization Today. To subscribe to Multilingual Magazine, go to multilingual.com slash subscribe.